Cinnabuds is brought to you by Associated Bank and Steinhoffel. Cinnabuds, Cinnabuds, two buddies talking about cinema. Hello. What? It's Cinnabuds. I am 88.9's Justin Barney. I'm Christopher Pollard from Milwaukee Film. And today we are talking about our top five favorite movies of 2018. So long as the people in the stories are us, but not us. This will tell the tale. All right, oh, Christopher. Oh, yeah. We are at the end of the year. We've been watching movies all year. Yeah. And nonstop, no breaks. This is, I love year end lists. Do you? I do. I look for them. I look for other people's. It's fascinating. And then when I go to make mine, it is it's like terrifying. a tragedy. Like I have such a hard time narrowing it down. I know, right? Me too. <clears throat> but we have narrowed it down. We have a bit. These are not perfect lists. Nope. We're not saying that these are objectively the best movies of 2018. And surprisingly, we have not seen every single film in yeah. 2018. Imagine that. I'm Which sure that is our fault. 100% yeah. our fault. But we're going to do our top five. We're going to start with number five. In the long conversation, we're going to hit four through one. Yeah. But we're going to talk about our fifth favorite movie right now. This is how selling illegal drugs works. We give you a little <laughs> bit of the low quality, and then you got to go over to the podcast for the high quality stuff. What was number five for you? I would say, and this was a big surprise for me, even though I love the Coen brothers, I didn't have like huge expectations for this film, but when on Netflix, it's the Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Oh, man, I watched it last week. Did you? Tom Waits. Tom Tom Waits, of course you played an old gold prospector. That was the the role you were born to play. Yes. So what? here's another thing I was surprised by. I knew it was a Western. I do love Westerns, and I love the Coen brothers. But for some reason, when it goes straight to Netflix, I don't give it enough credit sometimes. I'm often wrong. But I'm like, oh, I want to see that in the theater. But um, I did not realize it was a series of short films, essentially. And it all takes place in the West, but it's different characters from the Old West. Each one has a different like star in it. Mm-hmm. It was so good. Some of them were really funny. Some of them were really strange. I Tom loved Waits it. was the best. Tom Waits was so good. And I, the opening, we were both. Tom Waits, my favorite musician of all time. I would possibly say the same. Yeah. yeah. And he is. Yeah, I'm so And also, and great. what was your second favorite? I'm not a big fan of uh, who's the smiley actor, James Franco. Uh, but the actor who, uh, so there's one with James Franco where he's trying to rob a bank mm-hmm. and a, a very, he has a very uh, unassuming adversary who becomes, yeah, who yeah. defeats him. Uh, but that one is really funny. It's a man covered in pans, skillets and oh, pans. Yeah. And good. he's <laughs> as armor. And every time he gets shot in, in a pan, he goes, pan shot, pan <laughs> shot. I laughed so hard at that. But the the opening one, honestly, is brilliant. Oh, yeah. Probably- I was like, you got cowboys. You got singing. Yeah. You got a fun storyline. That was uh, just a great way to open it up. so much good stuff in there. But that was I, great. I'm glad that you included that on your yeah. list because that just missed mine. Um, are movies that are released on Netflix eligible for Oscar nominations? Um, only if they're shown in the theater. So sometimes Netflix will do like a limited run in the theater of some of their films just so they are eligible for the Oscars. A little trick. Mm. Uh, so yeah, uh, only if they're so, shown in the theaters. Right. Yeah. Um, my fifth favorite was Eighth Grade. Yeah. We talked about Eighth Grade on this podcast. And as I was going through my favorites, 
I was like, I really have to give it to this movie. Bo Burnham in his directorial debut. I think that um, that's a time in everyone's life that is so critical mm. and crucial, and so many directors get it wrong. I think it's extremely, extremely, extremely hard to write for an eighth grader yeah. when you are like a grown adult and you're going back to that time. It's so easy to get it wrong and to to have them be angry for the wrong reasons or to, you know, portray them in a way that kind of like looks down on being in eighth grade or projects an image of what you think it is or reflect the culture that we say what eighth grade is. And this did a great job of being in eighth grade in 2018, what it's like, the anxiety that it is and the awkwardness of eighth grade. The movie is. 99% 99% awkward. Yeah. Um, it's, and it's, to, it's, I mean, I'm not in eighth grade currently. Well, I'm in ninth. Congratulations. Uh, but, <laughs> but if I were, it feels like very natural, very realistic. Mm-hmm. The way that the characters portray themselves aren't, don't have a lot of cinematic flourishes for the sake of the movie. It's more like this is what you would do if you're in eighth grade. Yep. Um, it is really impressive achievement and it's, it's uh, already winning some really prestigious awards oh, uh, i think gotham award or the independent spirit awards already it's got some acknowledgement one of those or both um, so i'm excited so my n- my number five is eighth grade your number five the ballad of buster scruggs in the long conversation we are going to be talking about our movies four through number one oh, you're gonna want to hear those top five we'll get to those right after the break Support for CineBuds comes from your membership and Associated Bank, proud supporter of Milwaukee Film, offering support year-round through Milwaukee Film Checking. More about Associated Bank's commitment to Milwaukee Film at associatedbank.com slash mkefilm. Member FDIC. Support for CineBuds comes from your membership at Steinhoffel's Furniture. Steinhoffel's offers mattresses and home furnishings for living rooms, bedrooms, and more. Steinhoffel's is a fourth-generation family-owned business based in Milwaukee and employs 800 people at their 19 locations across and southeast Wisconsin. And we're back. Online oh, shopping at We're here. We're talking about our top five favorite movies of 2018. We both talked about number five. Okay, Polly, what is your you number another four? One? Another yes. one? I'll give you another one. Uh, sorry to Bother You. That was something that we talked about in the podcast. Sorry to Bother You. Boots Riley See, starring that, that was like Stanfield. Yeah. yeah. That was like my number six, and I was like, yeah. ah, can I like put it in? No, or I know. Oh, So I'm glad that you got it in So there. good. I love a movie that is over the top and fantastical, has an element of the fantastic in it. And honestly, mostly it's my favorite. I mean, I, it stands alone as a favorite of this year for sure, but it's even more so because it just makes me excited for this filmmaker to do more stuff. Absolutely. Like I feel like this could be the beginning of a career of somebody whose films I'm really going to get into. It was a movie that was funny. Yeah. That was weird. Yeah. That also dealt with a lot of really serious topics in in a very clever way. In a very clever way. Yeah. And it it was a movie unlike any yeah, other movies. Exactly. Very which I fun. think is what kind of this season is about and when you're putting movies into other things there are movies that make you feel good in the when you see them or right. you know but this, I I've, I usually feel like the end of the year and the movies that last are like, wow, I've never seen anything out. like that. It, and yeah. and for sure, Sorry to Bother You was a movie yeah, that stood out. For sure. In what's a your, bunch of weird ways. What's your number four? My number four, I think, I'd, maybe it's just the way that I'm paying attention to movies. <laughs> yeah. You know, the way that you kind of like see trends. Yeah. Um, the 
I think that 2018, the thing that it did better than other years in movies, maybe it's just me paying attention, is horror movies were amazing in 2018. Sure. There was a lot of horror movies and movies that are scary and kind of spooky that I felt like were just excellent. And so Hereditary. That's what I thought you were going to say. Is my number four. That was on my short list, too. It's a movie that I never intend on seeing again. Yeah. I am never going to rewatch it. It was absolutely terrifying and super weird. But it was one that I got out of, and I was like, wow. Yeah. Whoa, that was good. That was scary. And I remember thinking through that film, don't make any noise. Like, don't squeal or scream right. or bellow because I was, I wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, my, in, my entire body was tense from just being clenched yeah. the, like the entire time. And I was curled up in a ball for most of it. I don't think I, I don't think I took a breath for the last 45 minutes. It was yeah. really a feat that I didn't pass out because <laughs> yeah. I was holding my breath you for 45 minutes. You were the David minutes. Blaine of that theater. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did something that I didn't even know was scientifically possible. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Hereditary, my number four. That's pretty good. On to number threes. Yeah, let's do number three. Number threes. Um, okay, I'm going to go with uh, You Were Never Really Here. By, oh. By Lynn, the wonderful Lynn Ramsey. This is doing great because our lists are different, but they're all movies that yeah. I definitely was thinking yeah. about. So far, so good. And tell that, me, I feel like that was one that not a lot of people saw. So yeah. tell me why you liked it. Yeah, Lynn Ramsey did. Uh, Created a film that was essentially a hitman film, or yeah. or a you know a hired thug film. With Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah, but it's 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 a it's the moment I realized there's this new genre uh, of traditionally male films uh, written and directed by women, and all the ones that I can think of have been phenomenal and have mm-hmm. been very interesting and different. Um, and this is a hitman film, which usually it's like they leave a trail of bodies and they move on. They're super tough. And this one was about a guy who where the movie really was thoughtful about human life, mm-hmm. not just like, Oh, it's disposable totally. and t- focused on his conflict with what he was doing and his mother. He just cared a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a, a scene we talked about in our podcast where he kills someone who's after him, but he doesn't just walk away. He lays on the floor with him, I believe holds oh, his hand, and I think God. they sing a song it had or those, Yeah, it had those moments where it was an action movie, but it just really stopped. Yeah. And just yeah. took a huge breath. It is so wonderful, and it, I also just give it credit for m- kind of waking me up to this new kind of category in my life, yeah, uh, which is these uh, female-helmed and written films that are traditionally more masculine. There's a great film called Western that did the same thing, a movie called Chevalier. Uh, these are the three best examples I have, but I've been yeah. discovering some new ones. So. It's kind of, now that you bring it up, we talked about uh, Widows recently. Yeah. It was kind of like what Widows, I felt like, wanted to be or was kind of aiming at a similar thing. Right. It's just a different twist really well. on... Yeah. A traditional theme. So, yeah. is he number three? What was the name of it? That is "You Were Never Really Here" by Lynn Ramsey. My third favorite movie of the year, released on Netflix. Yeah, is called "They'll Love Me When I'm Dead." Oh yeah, we were just talking about that. And it is the documentary about Orson Welles making the movie "The Other Side of the Wind." The other side of the wind, and the documentary or the movie Orson Welles' last movie, uh, "The Other Side of the Wind." 
was a movie about making a movie. And so this movie is about the making of the movie that was about, about making, making a movie. movie. And there's a movie inside of that movie that yeah. is in this movie as well. It stars Leonardo DiCaprio yeah. and Joseph Gordon-Levitt. <laughs> and I, this was just, this this was kind of like what documentaries can do. It took, like one, I love Orson Welles. Yeah. I just like really have an obsession with Orson Welles. And one of my favorite Orson Welles movie is F is for Fake. Uh-huh. Have you seen that? I have not. It, it's excellent. And and one of the things that it does, this movie kind of mirrors the way that Orson Welles shot a lot of his films. And so it's got angles that are artistic. Mm-hmm. It's it's just does, they must have done taken so much time doing oh, editing yeah. because they get shots where Orson Welles moves along the plot by just saying something that he said in a movie. Yeah. And it inserts the way that it intertwines all of these uh, narratives and the interviews. It moves along like the movie and even it gets kind of into the movie and uh, talking about Orson Welles making this and they have some interviews from him where Orson Welles says, well, maybe the movie is about the making of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Because uh, this movie that he was making was really, it yeah. didn't have a narrative. Right. And it was, it, the whole thing was that he wanted to be these little accidents. Yeah. And he wanted to capture those. And he wanted to be really free form and improvised. Yeah and loose and it never got made and this movie about making the movie that was never made yeah. to me was just the epitome of a kind of brilliant documentary filmmaking well, that's exciting i have not seen that yet but it, it sounds worthwhile for sure totally see it it looked a lot like orson welles movies yeah it fit right along with movies like f is for fake it told the story of the man and told the story of the film and it Did was he excellent. do we know who directed that movie yeah, the director is Morgan Neville. Yeah, he did 20 Feet from Stardom. He did Won't You Be My Neighbor, which we talked about earlier this year. Those are two phenomenal documentaries. Right? And I thought that it was I thought that it was better than Won't You Be My Neighbor um, and 20 Feet from Stardom. I mean, he is proving himself to yeah. be just like the That's documentary great. filmmaker. And this was, this was the next step in what doc- documentary filmmaking can be. In a series of steps that he has created. Yeah. You know, that's awesome. It was excellent. What number are we at? Uh, we're at, on to number two. Number two for me is a weird one. It's one of my favorite weird movies of the year Mandy. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mandy. By Panos Cosmatos. Yes. Uh, starring the unbreakable <laughs> Nicolas Cage. Mm hmm. Oh my gosh, this was such a weird movie. I loved his first movie, which was Beyond the Black Rainbow, uh, Panos Cosmatos. And uh, this one just has, it's just so bizarre and moody for the first half. Makes a hard right turn into just uh, gore and and absurdity mm-hmm. and over the top, like horror action, and but very artistically. And, uh, it would not be on my list if it wasn't for the Cheddar Goblin. Oh, yeah. Which, if you've seen the movie, you know the Cheddar Goblin. Cheddar Goblin. I currently have a winter hat with the Cheddar Goblin on it. Mm-hmm. I'm super into this movie and movies like it, which there are none. Number two, Mandy. Mandy. My number two was Three Identical Strangers. That's a super good film. Again, a documentary. I know I'm going two documentaries in a row here. 
Um, it's about triplets. Uh, I'm a twin. It's about adoption. Oh, yeah. I have an adopted sister. So it like hit all these things as in any movie. And especially you get into this, it's it's all a matter of your own personal taste. And so this one hit me on yeah. a bunch of fronts. I ugly cried outside sure. of the theater after this movie. I like called my sister. I called my mom. Yeah. I was just like, I love you. Ah. And, and it's a uh, story that should be fiction, but is not fiction. Absolutely. Amazing. It was absolutely wild. Um, it went in a whole bunch of different directions. It had it had an arc, you know, mm -hmm. like this. We saw just amazing documentaries this year as we're talking about just groundbreaking documentaries and the way that you can tell them. And this this had twists. Yeah. It had turns. It said things about nature versus nurture. It said things about how we treat each other, how families are different, about yeah. psychology, about the way that we saw the world in the 1960s and the way that we see the world now. It just had all of these commentaries. And very impressively uh, edited because there's a lot of information that is kind of key. Like, when do you give them this information? Mm -hmm. Do you give them that information? And I can't imagine that challenge. So they did a really good job of it to the point where I did not realize that one of the triplets was yeah. missing until <laughs> yeah. like the end of the film. So well done. Yeah. So my number movie. two is Three Identical Strangers. Um, we're on to... Oh, guys. Thanks for sticking it out. Number one. Christopher Pollard, what is your number one favorite movie of 2018? I believe at this particular moment, my favorite movie that I've seen this year is called Burning. Burning? Burning is a South this, Korean film. The one that I have not seen. Yeah, you gotta see it. Okay. It's by Lee Chong Dong. Uh, Lee Chang Dong, and it stars Steven Yoon, uh, which you know from uh, The Walking Dead, yes. for instance. Wow. Um, he, I really should have saw this uh, when I was at the film it festival. It is phenomenal. It's a thriller. It's a very strange thriller. Slow based, boil, I remember mm -hmm. it was being described. Yeah, as. and it is uh, based on a short story called uh, Burning Barns, I want to say. Um, it's based on, yeah, Barn Burning by Haruki Murakami, who's one of my favorite authors. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know that. And it is a very interesting, uh, yeah, slow burn uh, thriller uh, amongst these, it's sort of like a, almost like a love triangle sort of thing, but a very, very unconventional one. Steven Yeun is brilliant. He plays a villain, which you wouldn't expect from him from roles I've seen before. Mm -hmm. He does it. He's terrifying, even though wow. he's nothing overt he does, but you are scared of him the whole time. And it has this incredible ending that I loved. Um, but, and it's a long movie. It's like a over two and a half hours. It doesn't feel like it, like it, it, it's a, they call it a slow burn, but it every moment is filled with something, even if it's just great photography, intense like anticipation. Yeah, um, it was a big hit at the festival, and a lot of people I saw had a lot to say about it. Even if they didn't like it, they had a lot to say about it. Yeah, which in my mind, my mind means they did like it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> dang, I should have seen it. Maybe really, really hopefully good. I can find it. It'll somewhere. definitely be available. It's already been on a lot of top okay, ten cool. lists. Yeah, so it's your number onesies. Your number one is burning. My number one is Mandy. Oh! <laughs> like we kind of like brushed by it when yeah. it was your number two. <laughs> and I was like, well, we didn't look at our list beforehand. We finally and had the, an overlap. And they're pretty close. Mine was number two, yeah. Yeah. Mandy was oh, so hilarious. good. It was just, it had all of these things that I, like one, I love movies that are both artsy and fartsy. Yeah. And both, so, yeah, and so it, it had that like, 
it, it had that it has the the hints of the avant-garde mm-hmm. you know with the the soundtrack and the way that it intense is that it shot the intense lighting yeah. so it, it had that art house quality to yeah. it but then it also was really campy yeah it had nick cage in chainsaw his, fight it had a chainsaw fight at nick cage's nick Nick Cage's and it had a goblin penis in yeah, it. Yeah. It had like all of this really weird stuff. It was like an instant cult classic. If he was, uh, he won't be nominated for this. However, if he was, I want his Oscar clip to be him and his tidy whities in the bathroom <laughs> screaming oh into a bottle of vodka, which for some reason that's where he keeps it in the bathroom. Oh, that scene was that so scene good. That scene is so good. Scene after scene, we got out of this movie and I just immediately wanted to go back in yeah. and watch it again. <laughs> yeah, I bought merch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> oh, God. It was That's so good. Pick. good. So That's a good, good pick. All right. We want to know what your favorite movie oh, of the year is. I well. can't and also get what you enough of about. your lists. You know, once you make a list, it immediately is up to it's immediately as people saying you're wrong. Yeah, so yeah. tell us that we're wrong. Yeah. You know, these, these are subjective tell lists. Us what these you are liked. by no means. There's you know. also, there's like five movies that I haven't seen yet. They're coming out in the next two oh, weeks that I'm I sure will supplant something on this list. Absolutely. So, Same. Uh, yeah. Yeah, we didn't see everything. So let us know your top five. Let us know how wrong we are. Uh, we will share this on both of our Facebook pages yeah. on Milwaukee Films and on 88.9s. And uh, thank you for listening to us yeah. this year. Maybe this is the first one you listen to. I mean, you can subscribe anywhere you listen to podcasts. And um, thanks for sticking it with us for going to movies that uh, that we saw together. And uh, going to Napoleon Dynamite this year was pretty great. Yeah, it was a good year. This is our first top 10 episode. So for you Cinebuds historians, you should frame this episode and put it on your wall. Yes. It'll be worth money someday. All right. Cinebuds is produced by Tyrone Miller. Thank you, Tyrone. Thank you very much. We get sonic inspiration from the License Lab. Inspired sonically every week. Our theme song is from Milwaukee musician Brett Newski. We also get support from Associated Bank and Steinhoffels. Bye. 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 Bye.